0: We've probably all got a picture in our heads of a kind of Christmas card nativity scene with them all crowded together there in the stable, shepherds, wise men, angels, ox and ass, Mary and Joseph, all around the baby Jesus. But the hints in Matthew's story of the visit of the Magi, traditionally the wise men, are that it happened sometime after Jesus' birth, maybe anything up to two years later. And was it real? Well, after all this time, you can't prove it one way or the other. Visits of groups like this were known at the time. One later group went and visited the Emperor Nero in Rome. But I would say this. If Matthew, the gospel writer, was making this up for his Jewish and Christian audience, it's very unlikely he would have picked on these characters. Because who were they? They're described as magi from the East, which probably means court magicians or astrologers from modern Iraq or Iran. They were people who weren't Christian or Jewish. In fact, as far as much of Matthew's audience was concerned, these would have been playing for the other team. Pagan followers of some other Eastern religion. Definitely not the people you'd pick to have a starring role in this scene which is so rooted in the Old Testament scriptures and the promise of a king for God's people. And why does this faraway event capture their attention? How do they even know about it? Well, some centuries before, these are the very same places where the Jewish people spent a long time in exile. So there would be some knowledge of their history, of their scriptures, and their expectation of a coming king, the Messiah. But the bottom line is that these people would have been complete outsiders. Probably that's how they thought of themselves, too. Not familiar with what to expect or how things are done in a foreign country. They even went to ask the wrong person about it. I mean, King Herod of all people. Now, maybe you could have a bit of sympathy with them at Christmas. Because we can feel that we're seeing things as outsiders, even if the story is familiar. Seeing a story happening, but somewhere far away, in that distant country where the religious people live. A place we don't really know about, or understand how or why they do things there. A place that looks, quite frankly, a bit odd, and where we're not sure if we'd fit in, or even if we'd be welcome there. It might all be interesting, but... Is it for people like us? But it did capture their attention. There was enough to touch on things they did understand. The stars and the ancient stories. The stuff their normal life was made up of. And in the end, it grabbed them enough for them to do something about it. Perhaps this Christmas story can touch us in places that grab our attention too even if we aren't way over there with the religious crowd. Perhaps our science and understanding of the workings of the universe can lead us to a sense of awe and wonder. Is there anything behind it? Does it have a meaning? Or perhaps our feeling of a need for community, for connection, when our modern world and the theories that drive it make us feel isolated and meaningless, just cogs in a machine, is there more to life than just this? Can we be a community that's more than just narrow, that's more than just self-interested, that accepts us and allows for all our failings, that will love us despite everything we know about ourselves, a place we can belong, so perhaps we too have heard a rumour from a distant country, like those magi did. A whisper from ancient scriptures they barely knew or understood. A whisper at Christmas of another possibility. Maybe there's something here that's worth a look. Of course, idle curiosity could just stop there. Interesting, but yeah. I think the sketch caught the differences. Because there were some who went to see, and some who didn't. There were those who found what they were looking for and those who lived to regret their inaction. But what did they find? Not a king in a palace, but a baby in a stable. Someone who was expected, yes, they could all quote the scriptures about where he would be born. And yet who still caught people by surprise when he came. A king, born in a stable, recognised only by the poorest and the least important of his countrymen. And if you hear the whispers of a new story at Christmas and come looking, what do you find? Not a set of things you must believe, not an organisation to join, not even a religion, but a man. The man this baby grew to be, One who showed us a new way and gave us a new hope. One who was the king, who fulfilled all the promises Herod's advisors told him about. But one who came to serve and not to be served. And one who gave his life as a ransom for many. There are two great festivals in the Christian year. One is Christmas, where we remember this Jesus coming to share our life. And the other is Easter, where we remember the end of his life and how he gave that life for us. And the Christian claim is this, that in this Jesus, we see God as clearly as any human being can ever hope to grasp the infinite. The Bible says he is the image of the invisible God. And what do we see? We see love and we see strength. We see humility. We see service. We see self-giving and sacrifice. A man in control, yet a man who chose to give himself for others. On one hand, an example for us, if we could ever aspire to such a life, but also a transforming hope, because he is also the one who forgives sins, who welcomes people like us who sees all our shortcomings and wipes the slate clean. The one who offers himself, takes on himself all our failures and says that he makes us acceptable to God, that we can be forgiven, we can be set free, we can have a place in God's presence. And it's all tied up in him, in his coming to us, being one of us, sharing our life, which we remember at Christmas. And in his sacrifice, he's dying, he's taking on himself all our sins and failures, which we remember at Easter. And it's this Jesus, the baby of Christmas, grown to be a man, who calls us to follow him, to come, walk with him, share his life, to trust in him. Not to prove ourselves worthy, because none of us are, but just to accept from him the love, the acceptance, the welcome that he offers. To be people who hear his call and follow him, and make the hard choice to try and walk in his ways. So this Christmas, even in a faraway country, may we all hear the whispers of something exciting, something important. And may we, like those wise men, get up and look. Go see what this is all about and meet the Jesus who comes for all of us.